Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 1.35 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. And now Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13. Edmonton and area locations go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Uh, well, uh, the news that uh, came down the pipe about 12:20 today: the University of Alberta, who last week announced uh, the suspension of fall sports, uh, has just announced the suspension of uh, men's and women's hockey volleyball and basketball which are uh, many of their most successful programs it's interesting that some of their individual sports that have uh, two or three meets in a season at this point have not been suspended this text comes to me i won't say who the prof is but it's from a university of alberta professor says bob sad sad day for sports at the u of a can't believe it no bears hockey this year hope it's not a death sentence for the program our priorities at the school are anti-oppressive initiatives not sports, uh, wish there could be something that is done. And, uh, you know, I, frankly, I privately discussed this with several people I know over the last couple of weeks and thought that this may end up being a result. And many would suggest it's all the UCP's fault for their uh, cutting of funding. It's, it's, it's all their fault. I will tell you that uh, it's my personal belief that uh, for the last 15-plus years, not everybody's been pulling the rope in the same direction to support some of those programs over the university. And some of you would say they shouldn't. Some of you would say they're completely irrelevant, that, you know, student athletics on Canadian campuses don't matter. And some would say they matter too much in the United States. Others might say they're a vibrant part of a healthy community and that we all need to work together. Let's bring aboard John Shannon. Hi, John. How are you doing? Good, Bob. Boy, that's sad news, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit predictable. And uh, the timing, it's, the timing seems interesting to me. I mean, it's June 17th and, 
you know, less than a week ago, they announced, hey, uh, we're still hoping to play winter sports seasons for hockey, volleyball, and basketball on for January 1st. And a week later, they announced that they're going to suspend those programs. So, yeah, not- say, people are going through budgets right now. That's uh, the reality of, of, of having yeah. all of this downtime is people are are put, putting a microscope to everything and and uh, and figure out what what works what doesn't what can be put on hiatus what can be suspended i uh, you know he, here in ontario i am i am concerned uh, about uh, canadian college sports in its entirety uh, you want you you wonder if it's even possible uh, that uh, we have seen the, the end of yeah. of uh, youth sport in canada well, and again, I know I've told you the story, uh, hosting uh, an event with the president at that time and uh, with all of my corporate partners that's, you know, paid for our broadcasts and contributed, you know, and maybe it was only, you know, fifteen to $20,000 for each of the respective, uh, you know, sponsors for the athletics program at that time. That was a lot of money and for a lot of their money. And the, and the first thing the president does is bring up the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even talk about the fact that the Golden Bear hockey team had won the last two national championships. I was just, I was in shock. Like, did that just happen? Uh, and, you know, uh, speaking of which, we're not naive to the challenge that's going to happen in the National Hockey League moving forward here. It could take three or four years the way we're going right now to rebuild the business back, couldn't it, John? Uh, I think that's, uh, I think that's long, but, uh uh, it's it's not going to be overnight, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, I think that uh, next season, and, and what I mean next season is the season that they actually put people in the seats to some level, it is going to be a gradual growth again. Um, it, it is not going to be uh, like we saw out coming out of the work stoppages because, you know, the economy was not hurt by the work stoppages. The economy uh, in every in every city uh, in, in both countries has been devastated because of uh, the pandemic, and, and it's going to take a lot of people uh, a lot of time to figure out what they need to do and and how much money they have to spend. Yeah, and that's you know absolutely. I'm a hundred percent on board with you. And you know what? In places where it matters more, like I like a college sport, and I go, I'm going to guess that in the SEC. Schools like Alabama and Georgia, they're not going to have a problem with football. Football is going to be well. Let's face it, though the 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 world of U.S. college sports, particularly football, the basketball tournament, um, they're separate big businesses, and and uh, and they drive they drive a ton of educational uh, elements within the university yeah. programs it's right. they do, you know it's not just money that's kept for football or or kept in the athletic department they build buildings they build uh, faculties they they pay for professors it's a uh, it, it's a multifaceted business this uh, that's why joe paterna was so powerful at penn state for so many years university of miami built their medicine department off the backs of the Miami Hurricanes football program sure. of the 1980s that yeah. Jimmy Johnson and, was coaching. And it's naive for us as Canadians. Uh, no one we, thinks it's that way in Canada when it comes to... Yeah. It, I'm talking about that's the comparable for hockey in Canada. Yeah. The passion that Americans have yeah. for college football is comparable to the passion that Canadians have for hockey, John. In certain, in certain areas of the, of the United States, you're absolutely right, yeah. 
Absolutely yeah. right. Um, we had Mike Harrington on from Buffalo. <laughs> How about the oh, question? Well, that would have been entertaining. <laughs> How about the question he asked Kim Pagula to start? Wow. Uh, well, and it, to, you know what? Give Mike Harrington some credit. Somebody yeah. had to ask that question because um, it, it, is a, it, it is a tire fire. It okay. is, is embarrassing. And, and it, the, the sad part about it, the sad part about it, uh, and, and there, there are some comparisons to Edmonton. There we go. Uh, um, is that that somebody somebody has put their own money on the line to help rejuvenate downtown, uh, to to build out a couple of hotels, Bob, that you stayed at. Yep. Uh, that uh, renovated the arena. That uh, you know that this team was this team in Buffalo was not on the verge of moving, but it was certainly flailing before Terry Pula bought it. Bought it as a bought it as a as a fan. The problem is, is he's running it as a fan, uh, and now all of the money he's invested—more than two billion dollars in downtown Buffalo—and um, and the and the, the hockey team now he's facing a ton of criticism. And I, in some strange way, I actually feel sorry for the Pagulas, uh, in that you know they should have been thanked for what they did to help save the franchise, uh, but now they have they've stepped their toes in it too many times, and they're. They they don't know how to run a sports team. They may know how to frack. They may know how to to uh, drill for uh, natural gas, uh, but they don't know how to run a sports team. And nobody can tell them that to their face, and they take it for face value. All right. Uh, you mentioned the comparables to Edmonton. Now we should state. At this time last year, there were people second-guessing Bob Nicholson's decision to hire Ken Holland, especially a lot of the, and, and I'll say it, you know, it's a lot of the hardcore analytics types, and we have them that cover this, you know, cover the team and help uh, educate me on a daily basis, and I use a little bit of that information as well. A lot of that perspective changed when he executed the uh, Milan Lucic trade, and this is how honest Ken Holland has been, John. He's, he said, I didn't know how good Ethan Bear and Kyler Yamamoto and Caleb Jones were going to be for us. Right. And then, and then he hired the right coach, an experienced coach. And the Oilers suddenly were a considerably better team this year to the point that Dave Tippett's probably going to be in the final three for coach of the year. Yeah. Um, the, the, different situation in Buffalo. Go that? ahead. Sorry? I was going to say a little bit different situation in Buffalo, isn't it? Yeah. Gosh. I mean, when you think... Um, that, you know, on that day, five years ago, one team drafted Big David, the other drafted Eichel. Um, and there were times in those first three years that they were, you know, there were some people thinking that the, the Sabres might have actually been on the verge of being ahead of of, uh, of the Oilers. Um, that, you know, the, it's something to be said for continuity. And the Oilers have had their difficulties as well. But we're talking since Tim Murray's been there, uh, and you know, I mean, the, the the attempt to get Mike Babcock to coach, they ended up with Dan Bylsma, um, you know, now Ralph Kruger, uh, and and I just it it is the inability to create stability within the franchise, which is exactly what Kenny and Dave have done for the Oilers. The inability to create that stability is is running rampant. Uh, within the Sabre organization. At my count, and, I, and this is not an official count, uh, I, I think they got rid of almost 30 people yesterday. 
why would they get rid of all the scouts? Do they not know the amount of information that's going to be out there now? Like, well, uh, I mean, uh, you know, maybe they thought that they weren't going to help with the draft lottery. I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. being facetious, but uh, yeah, uh, that I mean, we don't even know when the draft's going to be. Yeah. Let alone how long it's going to take oh. Kevin Adams to 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 take. I, you know what? I and really, what I think in the end, in the end, and I don't think it'll happen this summer. In the end, I think that we're going to see a hockey operation run by Ralph Kruger, not by Kevin Adams. All right, we have texters to the show saying, Bob, if Buffalo had drafted Leon instead of Sam Reinhart, and Buffalo had won the lottery and Edmonton come, came in second. Buffalo would be in a different position than the Edmonton Oilers. Yes, they would be, but but I tell you what, I, I'll tell you what, it goes to it, it goes to the, the stability of having the right people in the right places. I, I mean, um, I have I, I actually have more respect for Jason Botterill today than I did the day before he was fired, simply because one of the reasons he was fired is he he, he said we we can't do what you want to do, Kim and Terry, we can't do it. That's not the way you run an organization, and that's one of the reasons they fired him. As you know, uh, Jason's dad, Cal Botterill, worked with Claire Drake at the sure. University of Alberta way back in the late, it would have been the 1970s. Um, so during the you know days of Maury Van Vliet and Bob... Uh, well, hey, listen, Bob Cal Stepper. Botterill was one of the great uh, secret agents and secret uh, weapons that uh, Hockey Canada and Canadian College Hockey and Hockey Across the Prairies, Cal Botterill's imprint is on so many people, as is Claire Drake's. Yeah, interesting, interesting times. All right, uh, anything, uh, so one final question for our NHL insider, John Chan. Where are we at with the Hub City? Uh, obviously, the government has opened up the uh, window yes. for Edmonton, Vancouver, and Toronto. I mean, I think it's going to be Toronto and Vegas, but what are you hearing right now? I, I, I don't think that they're in any hurry to do it. I would. Uh, I still think, you know, I think the, the probably announce it maybe the day of the draft lottery to create some more news, which is the 26th. Um, you know, I, I still think they're measuring where the pandemic is. Uh, you know, I mean, Vegas, Nevada is spiking again. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there, there are other places that it's, uh, it's, it's lessening. Uh, I think that uh, they're still working it through, and they're still. I mean, the players have to approve it too, Bob. Uh, yep. Phase four, the players have to approve part of phase four, uh, and it's, and, and that's why we're, we're a long way from getting it. We can, we can name a hub city, but the players have to agree to the hub cities. The players have to agree to everything that's going to be on to protect them from the pandemic. Uh, we are far from dropping the puck yet, uh, and, and naming those two cities is still, still something I think that is a little bit up in the air, a lot more than people realize. John, as always, we appreciate your time. We'll talk on Monday. Yes, sir. That's John Shannon, our NHL insider. We'll come back with NHL Today and the Oilers Now Audio Vault in two minutes' time. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks, Mike. It's 151 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Oilers Now. Let's get into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear where safety meets savings. Uh, in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. And Jim Playfair had this to say yesterday in Oilers Now, the Oilers uh, associate coach, about the Oilers' defensive depth. 
You know, you never become a good team until you have internal competition where guys are going to start pushing each other and, and, and expecting to play. And I think now we've slowly started to create that where, you know, guys at some point in time over the course of the season, the young kids recognize that they're not going to be players uh, for whatever reason. And now I think our, you know, the eight, ten players with, that we're going to be able to get together with here soon, they all expect to be a part of this thing. And I, uh, that's the only way we're going to grow as a group. It's the only way we're going to become a consistent team. And that's really the only way we're going to win um, in big games is to have the internal competition. So I, I think that's that's being created now, and, and we're all looking forward to seeing what camp looks like. All right, let's get into NHL today for elite promotional marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time every time. It's elite promotional marketing back at the 630 Chad Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. Basically a recap of what we talked about today. Big moves by the Sabres yesterday. They took down uh, general manager Jason Botterill. We just heard all about that. Uh, according to reports, NHL is expected to announce Hub Cities next week. And Gary Bettman said, uh, this week, said this week on the Board of Governors call that all 10 potential cities are still in the mix. League does not anticipate the need for full face shields when uh, action resumes, by the way. Bauer did release some sort of a modified bubble, uh, but it doesn't sound like the NHL players are going to use it. And the Seattle Times is reporting that uh, Key Arena's reconstruction has been pushed back a bit due to supply line issues. Uh, Problems expected to be minimal, though, Bob, should not impact their timeline entering the league. Uh, To this day in Oilers history, I tweeted this out earlier today. Uh, Brendan, bring it. 2006, the Oilers pummel the Hurricanes 4-0 in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup. Is that Game 6? It was Game 6, uh, All yes. right, in front of an electric uh, Rexall place crowd. Fernando Pisani's game-winning goal came just a minute 45 into the first period on the power play. That was the loudest I ever recall Rexall place being uh, over the years. Certainly the loudest in the last 10 years. And uh, the fans were absolutely stoked. The final five minutes... The fervor never stopped from the fans. They brought it all game long that night. The Oilers kicked the snot out of Carolina, outshot them 34 to 16. Marketing got the shutout. The Oilers got three power play goals. And I remember I went and watched it, uh, back that night on, uh, CBC and Bob Cole. Great lesson for young broadcasters out there. Sometimes you have to let the game breathe. He didn't say a thing for the final 11 seconds of the game. Just let the fans bring it home. It was awesome. Dave Campbell has inside sports tonight from 7 to 8. What's he got, Brendan? You're going to hear right from U of A Athletic Director Ian Reed, as well as Buffalo Sabres studio analyst, NHL former NHL goaltender Marty Biron. All right. Uh, again, we thank Mike Harrington coming on for bringing it today. Tomorrow, a couple of our guests will be Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque and Sportsnet's Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Special thank you to all of you that took time to text me on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Whether or not you agreed with me or were uh, vehemently opposed to my perspective on today's announcement of uh, the University of Alberta saying that uh, men's and women's hockey, volleyball, and basketball have been suspended for the 2021 season. Jalen I is back uh, with the 630 Jet Afternoon News. Uh, an 11th hour request came from local elders, teachers, and First Nations representatives. It's prompted Edmonton City Council to hold off on adding generic names and instead pick Indigenous names for new wards that will be in place for the October 
2021 uh, election. Jay Lynn will talk to the director of Indigenous Initiatives at McEwen University to talk about the project's significance and about her personal role in contributing to the ward renaming. All right, and uh, so Jalen's up with the 6.30 Chet Afternoons uh, from uh, 2 until 6 today. Up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.